Today is March 26, 2014, and the title of the message today is called I Am. So the way that this message came about was about two weeks ago, we were teaching the youth, and we were teaching them to overcome their fears. And we gave out promise cards to each and every one of them, and also to ourselves, that we would present to them and fulfill promises that we would overcome our fears. So most of the time when people ask to speak, they usually have something brewing in them. In my case, I didn't. But I trusted the Lord. I trusted the Lord that he would give me something. And I think tonight he has a really good word that has come out of my life and, and just watching the church as a whole, um, I think it would benefit everybody. Amen. So my fear was to speak in public and speaking in front of everybody because my whole life I've always been compared to people, rather, whether it's... Um, cousins or uncles, and so that, that, that's been built inside of me to look at other people and compare myself to them, and honestly, it's, that's what's prevented me from stepping forward and kind of just being in the background and just going with the flow of everybody. Uh, we have Mike, the warrior, um, the intellectual Brent. You know, <laughs> worshiper, and and sometimes I think to myself, what do I have to offer? And and as I was praying on what to speak about, the Lord just said, "Just be yourself. Amen. Just be yourself, and this is your family. You don't have to try to." be analytical and, and sound like you're coming from a, a seminary, just speak to them and tell them what's on your heart. Amen. So if we can go to Exodus 3, let's start in 4. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, the Lord called to him from, the, from within the bush, Moses, Moses. So... Moses is walking, and he sees a burning bush. And if I saw a bush that was burning, everybody saw that fire that just happened, um, that, that apartment that happened yesterday, yesterday or the day before, and I'd run away from it. But when I was reading this, the bush is saying, Moses, Moses. And instead of running, Moses says, here I am. Amen. That, and... And it made me realize that whenever God calls out to you, and he does call out to you, you just have to listen intently and listen for his voice. And when he calls out, out to you, those have to be your words. Here I am. Um, no matter how scared or, or busy you are, you have to stop. You have to stop and say, Lord, here I am. What do you need from me? So the Lord tells him, do not come any closer. 
God said, take off your sandals for the place you're standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God, your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. I think when God said that, saying that he was the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, he's saying, I am the God who has set examples before you. I am the God that you shouldn't fear because anything that you fear, I have set people in front of before you that have, have, that have overcome so you can learn from that. In verse 11, But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Who am I? That's, that's the question that we try to instill into the youth because a lot of them, like, we're just kids. And, and a lot of times, us as Christians, we, we wonder. We're not, we're not the pastor. We're, who, who are we that, that we can go out and speak to the people? Who, who are we that, that we can go out and try to start a ministry? And, and anything that I've learned in here is just go do it. Just go do it. Because so many people strive for getting that title instead of just doing it and let, letting the title come. Amen. And God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is this name? Then I shall say, Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. I am who I am. When I think about this, this encompasses everything. The reason why Moses, Abraham, Jacob could stand on God's word is God's already proven himself. He doesn't have to prove himself anymore. That's right. You know, he, when God says, I am who I am, I am the healer. I am the provision. I am the solution to any of your problems. And... And that's what I saw. And, and when I saw that, I thought of the church as a whole. A lot of times we, most people think Christians are hypocrites. And a lot of times when we, when we think, when people say that, is, is because they'll say one thing and, and then they sin. I saw it in a whole different way. I saw it as... You're a hypocrite because you can't stand firm on what God has already told you. When you're going through trials and you're going through tribulation, you run and you hide in a corner and you're afraid to face the world. When God is, I am who I am. I am everything. I am all that you need. A lot of people... 
prevent themselves from doing things because they think that they're not in, in a good place in their walk. But what did Moses do right before this? He killed an Egyptian. And Paul, one of the greatest men in the word, he was a killer of Christians. And there's something that all, all of these great men did was they stood on God's word. Amen. And even David, he, he went out to fight Goliath. And he was 14, 15 at the time. And when everybody else was scared to face the giants, David stood up and said that, my God, I'm doing this for my God. And, and, that's, and that needs to be our attitude as a church and as a body. And that there is no giants that's, that can defeat us. It, and it might be, it might be little ones, but we can always overcome it. Luke 12, 47 through 48. That servant who knows his master's will and does not get ready or does not do what his master wants will be beaten with many blows. But the one who does not know and does the things deserving punishment will be beaten with few blows. From everyone who has been giving much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. What have you been entrusted with? So by you professing your love for the Lord and calling yourself a Christian, you've been entrusted with life and death. Amen. You've been entrusted with not just life and death of yourself, but the life and death of others. And that's a lot. That's a lot to be entrusted with. And because we are supposed to be a reflection of the Lord, of Jesus. And Jesus was the reflection of the Father. And we've been given all the powers and then more of what Jesus had. So how can we, as a body, stand and hide and groan whenever trials stand before us? If we can go to Matthew 10, 32... Whoever acknowledges me before men, I will, all, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. So are we willing to stand and no matter what happens in our lives, stand and, and acknowledge the Lord and praise him? This past month has shown me a lot. Um, seeing Spencer, being able to go visit him at the hospital, and hearing the testimonies that come out of his life. And for Joy and I, we're still standing on the promise of a child. 
And, and granted, there are some times where we, we get discouraged, and, but, but God reminds me, remember Abraham. Remember the Puros. Remember all these people that God has placed in our lives that have gone through the same things and gone through the same trials. And God is, is so awesome for doing that, for placing people where it's not just people in the Bible, that's a testimony, but actual people that we can touch, that we can touch and talk to and, and, and be encouraged by. And seeing that, seeing the joy that came out of Spencer's, um, just being around him, just seeing the joy that came out of him, I was like, wow. You know, how many of us would block out the whole world and just wallow in our own circumstances? I don't know what I would do, honestly, but that in, that encouraged me, Amen. and Amen. and I just want to encourage you guys that you can know as much word as you want, but it's it's the how you deal with the trials yeah. that's the ultimate testimony to people. You know, you can preach the gospel, you can do all this, but what are you going to go, how are you living out the gospel? It, it, yes, you're not supposed to sin. Yes, that's, that's standard. That's elementary. But the master's degree is, if you have a child in the ICU, what's going to come out of your mouth? Is it going to be, Lord, why are you doing this to me? Or is it going to be, praise Lord, praise the Lord, let me find people that I can pray for. Whenever I go to the prisons, I always think of Acts 16.16, when Paul and Silas are in jail. And I can relate, (laughs) Um, but I didn't have Jesus then. But um, So Acts 16.16 Paul and Silas are in jail, and they got a vision of a man in Macedonia. And they didn't have to be in jail. Paul chose the suffering so that God's promise can come true. And, And so... Paul and Silas, it's it's midnight, and they're just worshiping worshiping the Lord. They're not even preaching to anybody. They're just worshiping. And the doors break open, and nobody leaves. I know when I was in jail, I would have (laughs) left. I would have bailed out of there. But nobody left. And it wasn't too long ago when I finally got that, that it was... that it was God's presence and the other prisoners seeing how Paul and Silas went through those trials that they were set, they were truly set free because none of the other prisoners were saved, but it was just seeing 
how Paul and Silas was able to praise the Lord. And as they were going through all that, and the prisoners got saved, and the jailer got saved. And you know what? No preaching was done. It was through the trials and the testimony of the trials, the, the praise that came out of it. Then we go to Daniel 3. Um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're being told that if you don't bow down to my gods, you're going to die. And so how many of us have been in work situations where they're like, well, you know, you need to do it this way or else, you know, and you know it's unethical. And how many people have bent the rules to keep their job? You know, and, and I see this in our everyday lives that, that, peop- that when people give us an ultimatum, we have to stand true to what God's word says the standard is. Amen. And, and what's awesome is Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar um, he praised the Lord for it. He praised the Lord because they stood their ground. And, and that's my encouragement for tonight is no matter what happens, God's promises are true and you need to stand your ground and take him at his word. First Peter 3, 15. But in your heart, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you. Give the reason for the hope you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Always have an answer. Always know why. And, And that's something that we instill in the youth is why are you saved? And why are you saved besides because your parents are saved. You know, but what has God done in your lives to, for you to follow, for you to be sold out for Jesus? And we have to examine our lives too. And it's an everyday thing. Why are we doing the things that we do? Why are we choosing to follow Jesus? Are we following him just because that's where all our friends are? You know, or are we following him because we want eternal life? Like what his word says. But for us to have eternal life, we must abide and stay true to what the word says. And set the standards in not just our lives, but in the lives of the people around us. Hebrews 10.23 Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Amen. This is what I hold on to. This is why 
we sacrifice our time. This is why we wake up at, well, it used to be 3.30. Now it's 4.30 on Sunday mornings. <laughs> but this, and, and we tell the, 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 the prisoners at, at the jail, we're, we're here to see lives change. You know, we're not here to add a notch on a belt. We're here to see God's promise fulfilled in each and every person. And, and we're here to let the light shine. But if you can't put a smile on your face, how are you going to let light shine um, to the nations? Because that's the ultimate testimony. Um, because people are used to that stoic face where it's, I'm busy, I don't have time for you, just stay out of my way and everything's great. But when you smile at somebody and just say, hey, how are you doing? Somebody that you don't know, it really does make an impact in their lives. And even when you're at Starbucks, just the smallest things, and, and that sets you apart. Yeah. Luke 1, 38, talks, um, it's the story of Mary. When, when the angel appears to her, and it's like, hey, guess what? You're going to be pregnant. <laughs> and what she said to the Lord was amazing. She said, I'm the Lord's servant. Amen. I'm the Lord's servant. And we had a men's retreat not too long ago. And we were supposed to um, put in, in our mezuzahs what we feel that our family is calling us. And, and I was praying forever. And, and, you know, there are people who are worshipers, pastors, evangelists. And the Lord just spoke to me. I was like, you're my servant. That's the calling of your family. Serve my people. And, and I'm truly blessed for that because that's all I want to be. I just want to serve the body and, and do what's needed to, to accomplish the greater good for, for the kingdom. And then in Luke 5... Peter is like, there's no fish. And Jesus is like, cast your net. She's like, okay, because you said so. And, and that's the attitude that, that we need to have that even though we don't see, because we're not entitled to see the end result. It's, it's just if he says to do something, we just need to do it. We need to have the faith that whatever he's promised us in this book will come to pass. Whether you see the end result or not. You, you, if you were able to see the end result, you're blessed. But if you're not able to see the end result, guess what? You're still blessed. Amen. And I was, I was praying about my family's calling. It reminds me of, I think, one of the greatest men in, in the world, Stephen. Stephen is known as one of the greatest men. 
And he wasn't a disciple. He was a table waiter that was willing to preach the gospel and die for the gospel. And, and that's what I see our family as. We're just servants. You know, we don't need to be anything else. We're just going to serve until God says, your time is up. Amen. And, 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 and that's, we, we want to see orphans find homes. We want to see um, people get fed and, and just the whole world be on fire for the Lord. James 1, 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its works so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Why why do you not become mature until... Perseverance finishes its work. Because just like in the secular world, if you don't, to be a manager, you have to know how to manage. And you have to know how to figure out what to do in different circumstances. And as a new Christian, that's how you learn to hear God's word. People are like, how do I know I'm hearing from God? It's faith. And honestly, the way you learn is trial and error. Yeah. It's trial and error. Um, it's, it's not a magical thing where you hear his voice tell you something right away. Um, sometimes it is. Yeah. So R- Romans 5, 4. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And the hope, yes, is for us, but the hope is for others. Because the only way that you can reach out to people and and make a difference in people's lives, they have to understand that you've been through the same things that they have. That the hope that you have, they can have also. Amen. And, and this is one of my favorite scriptures because so many times, us as a nation, we focus on ourselves instead of other people. And something that Cassidy spoke in, in a message that I've never got, forgotten is when the Lord gives the desires of your heart, it's not the desires of your own heart, but it's the desires of his heart. And, and when we go through these trials, it always brings me back to Micah 7, 8. Amen. So no matter what you go through, no matter what gets in your way, no matter what happens, this is what needs to be in our hearts. Do not gloat over me, my enemy. 
Though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. And we're all going to have troubles. But God's promises are what keeps us going to overcome those troubles. Um, I don't have a long message tonight. Um, That's where I wanted to end. And um, just encourage you guys that whatever the Lord has told you guys, it will come to pass. And stand firm and be that hope that the world is looking for. Because the title is called I Am. And it's because God, when he said I am who I am, he is the healer. He is the solution. But as I stand before you today, I can say I am the healer. I am the solution. I am the light to the world. Because everything that God is, he has given me.